Honorable Premier. Uh, Premier, you have the floor. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, all the vim, vigor, and volume in the world doesn't make an argument have a sound foundation. And I found it quite interesting, Mr. Speaker, that the honorable member who just preceded me, as I stand up to speak today, has so recently found the Bible. And you know, Mr. Speaker, I'm comforted. Point to order. In less than a week, I've heard six quotations <laughs> of the Bible from the Honorable Member. And so I'm glad that everyone in this House takes comfort in the Bible and reads the Bible and tries to live by the Bible, Mr. Speaker. But I, I will say, just one thing in regards to the Bible today, because it's a book that we should all respect and pay attention to. But I say, Mr. Speaker, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Mr. Speaker, we can all find Bible terms that work well for us in a time of need. We can also get some sweet saying that can come out there in a time of need, Mr. Speaker. And I don't mind if we stay here all day if we debate for the people of Bermuda. I don't have it. I don't have a problem with that, Mr. Speaker. I've sat here listening, quietly listening intently to this debate, because this is an important debate. Any legislation or any motion put by any person in this House is important, and we as MPs should give it the attention that it deserves. But clearly, Mr. Speaker, I have heard nothing to this point other than the vim, vigor, and volume of the opposition benches to show that what they did in 2000 does not stand the test of time and is good to go forward. And if it's in the homework that we've done on this side, Mr. Speaker, because my colleagues who have spoken have done some work, and I've done some work myself, and I'll get to that more in a minute, if anything comes up where we do need to make some changes, we will. But in the work that we've done, that's clearly not the case. So, Mr. Speaker, I've sat here for the whole time. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't, Mr. Speaker, I haven't interrupted honorable members because it was important that we heard what had to be said on this important issue. And I find it quite interesting that as we get to debates like this, there are those who will try to stand up and try to make members of the public listening or members in the House believe that they are holier than thou on this issue and they have the right heart, the heart in the right direction to move forward on this issue. But I say, Mr. Speaker, clearly to all of that verbiage that went before, I say there's no one in this House that cares more than the next person about the suffering of our fellow brothers and sisters. Nobody. He can stand up and talk about it. Some can make a better argument. But really, we all care about our brothers and sisters. And we all do our thing to try to help our brothers and sisters. And so I was comforted today to hear, I was comforted today to hear some of the members and how they've gotten involved in the community. And if we can do more of that, then we will help those who need that hand up, Mr. Speaker. Let me start out by saying that for the Eliza Doolittle and all the other organizations Mr. Speaker, that were mentioned here today. Thank you for the work you do. Thank you for the work you do. Why do I say that? Because one, they need to get the thanks. Because they're doing work in difficult times and probably they don't get the recognition that they deserve. The food banks, the churches, they don't get the recognition they deserve to do it day in and day out. And you know, probably what they think, Mr. Speaker, is that there's no light at the end of the tunnel because they still see people showing up on the doorstep to get the food that they need. 
to feel better about what they're doing, Mr. Speaker. Now, Mr. Speaker, I always intended to speak. I always intended to speak. The members on that side feel better that I'm standing up speaking now. Well, I'm, I'm glad they did. But before I get into some of the reasons why, at this time, we don't think extra legislation is needed, let me get into a couple of other things here, Mr. Speaker. One honorable member on that side said, when will we stop playing, when will we stop playing political games? Very interesting comment. But I was shocked that the honorable member would say it because two things popped up right away. The honorable member gave a speech to uh, a function that was held by the opposition in the middle of April. And he made some comments that were purely very political and scathing. So to come up just over a month later and talk about when will we stop playing political games, perhaps he forgot the speech. The honorable member should also re be reminded that day in, day out. Point of, point of clarification. Yes. Are we debating the oh, Prince no. Act, Mr. Speaker? Um, yeah, or political event on uh, one, two, three. just making a, a, a reference here. Uh, okay. We've all made references uh, to. Yeah, we've all made I'm references to. Right. Come on, uh, uh, Premier. And the honorable member who made this comment should also be well aware that a very close member in his family runs a is on a radio talk show every day playing political games, Mr. Speaker. So if you really want to go on, Mr. Speaker, obviously the thing has been doing proper members, okay, and it's actually going off to the debate of the good Samaritan Act. We're looking for substance from the Premier. No, I, I don't remember. Sorry, Mr. Speaker, but obviously when you hit close to... When you get close to the mark, it hurts people, Mr. Speaker. So, Mr. Speaker. Uh, uh, I don't remember, just a minute. Uh, just, just, just uh, one, one second, I don't remember. Right? Uh, and if any honorable member uh, has a point of order, then you, you indicate your right. You know, this shouting out is, has got to stop. Uh, just, just one second. Right? It will be very much appreciated by all. I'll recognize. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Yeah, the Honorable Member is misleading the House, and I do declare my interest, and I take yes. offense to uh, the reference to an employee of mine being uh, said to be playing political games. There are such political games caused a premier to be resigned, and it's why he's right. the right, Thank you, Honorable Member. Thank you. Premier. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. He just, he just said they were playing the political games, so I rest my point on that one as, as factual. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, for... All right, all right, all right. Well, keeping the order, you know, it, it is interesting that members on that side want you to speak and then you want to interpolate the whole time with <laughs> meaningless comments. No, Mr. Speaker. One other thing. Or, 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 or the members. Mr. Speaker, one of the things that um, I want to bring up at this point, because it hasn't been touched on at all today or just been alluded to very briefly, is that and let me declare an interest. Um, before I was involved full-time in politics, I actually worked full-time at Dumplees Dairy. I still have shares in it. So I, I speak, I declare my interest and speak from a position of experience of 35 years in the food industry. I've probably been into as many hotels and restaurants and places that serve food as, as uh, anyone on the island because I started out as a sales agent, going into the kitchens, going into the hotels, selling food, and working with them as they did the functions. One of the things that's very important to, re to when you have this type of debate, and no one's denying that we need to make sure we get the food out that is not being used. But one of the things that's critical to understand is the, the high degree of fragility at all times in food if it's not treated in the right way. And 
just referred to uh, the Blue Bell ice cream challenge in the States a couple of weeks ago. One of the best ice creams in North America. A favorite, a favorite by many people. Mr. Speaker, I hear interpolations from people who should listen and maybe they'll pick something up along the way. Karen, Karen, Mr. Speaker. Uh, Mr. Speaker. Uh, uh, I, 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 I don't know, just a minute, I don't know, you know, the, you know, with due respect, the only people said there, he listened. He listened all day. I didn't hear him comment on what other members had to say. So we can please uh, uh, be respectful in this case. Premier. Because I think this type of background was helpful for an understanding. If members on that side don't want to listen, I think members in the community will listen. Now, I, I mentioned Bluebell because it was such a well-thought product, very successful in what they did, and because of challenges they had with the uh, production of the product, people actually died. They closed down production totally. Plants went out of business, and hundreds of people were put out of work. Who would have thought? from manufacturing ice cream which is frozen, people would die. And I raise that because we think of hot food, how it has to be handled properly, but any food, the honorable member uh, from constituency 13 talked about water, and it's right. Even bottled water can have challenges if it's not produced in the right way, or if it comes from a source that is not cleansed or purified in the right way, Mr. Speaker. And so if, I say if, a sober, the big meaning in this case, if, there is uh, excess food that could give away the charge. There is counter on it. Because once it leaves their premises, they have no control on how it's handled or how it's distributed. Now, the honorable members on that side made some comment about um, the deputy speaker and agreement that Donkeys has with people who we give food to. And we give food to Eliza Doolittle. Any time we have uh, uh, food that uh, can't be used, it's closed state or whatever, we give away. We signed that agreement for, in my opinion, for the straight up reason is once people come and collect something off your loading dock, you want them to bring it back in two hours and say we don't need it anymore. Or you don't want them peddling it out down the street for sale. You want to make sure it can go into the right area to be used for the right purposes. That's why we signed the agreement. Nothing to do with worried about protection and stuff like that, because we wanted to make sure that once um, moved off, it's handled in the right way. And so food has to be handled in the appropriate way all the time. And one of the reasons why we can't support this bill today is because I think the Act in 2000 does the right thing, and it covers everything that's in this change at this time. And I find it quite interesting that the Honorable uh, member who introduced the bill says that in 2000 we did that. In 2011 we about making changes to it and because we have time before the, the election uh, we couldn't get to it. Well, Mr. Speaker, the election was in 2012. This is point of order. Amendment. Uh, yes, your point of order. Um, during my submissions I did not say 2011, I said it was 2012 because it was just before the election was approaching with respect to me being able to um, where I was first reached by those persons at the Eliza D. Little Center. All right, thank, thank you, Mama. Uh, Mr. Speaker, that it must have been the 2011 survey the Honorable Member talked about. Now, Mr. Speaker? Yes. The survey, unless, you, unless the Honorable Member... Oh, the members, I can't hear what the Honorable Member is saying. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Yeah, I can hear you, Honorable Member. I, I, I don't want to have to listen to noise. Uh, yes, Mr. Speaker. Yes. The survey to which I refer to, the government survey, uh, the... The threshold, low-income threshold survey was the 2007. Data 2011 came out. It had nothing to do with our honorable member's submissions. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Um, 
I listened closely to what was said, and I do recall the mention of that. So, Mr. Speaker. Um, 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 just a minute. Stop me in the house. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Again, some good exercise this afternoon. Now, I talked about the ability and the need to handle food in an appropriate way. There's a couple other things that I think are important to recall in this. First off, I have, I have asked around the industry as recently as this morning, uh, checked around it. And there's a couple of things that are very important to uh, all members in the side to understand. First and foremost, I am not aware of any significant amounts of food thrown away at all. And here's why. And I hear all members say, what? Yeah, let's not explain to you. Here's why, Mr. Speaker. Restaurants, hotels, everybody operate on very, very thin profit margins. If anybody is making excess food in they they'll be out of business. Clear, simple, they'll be out of business. If you make too much money, you're not going to repeat the same mistake the next day. That's one thing you should remember. Point of order, Mr. Speaker. The Honourable Member is certainly misleading us, Mr. Speaker. For him to make a comment to say that uh, anyone that's in business doesn't have access to it at the end of the day, the other business, Mr. Speaker, the Honourable Member should know that... Uh, thank, thank, you, thank, you, thank you for your... Mr. Speaker, the Honourable Member is mistaken to construction and not trying yeah. to delve into the food business. Honourable Member, Honourable Member. Mr. Speaker. Uh, no. Just a minute. Mr. Speaker. Very touchy over there this afternoon, Mr. Speaker, but I will stay on the course and always be respectful, Mr. Speaker. Now, Mr. Speaker, I was saying that food is expensive. And because food is expensive in Bermuda, because it has to be imported, because hotels and restaurants operate on fine, very fine profit margins, they are not going to make excess amounts of food for the end of the day, have to deal with them. In regards to restaurants, as I hear honorable members interpolate on that side, Mr. Speaker, if a plate of food comes back off somebody's table and they started to eat it, that food is not fit to be given away. So if anyone on that side believes that they should give that type of food away, then I got a problem. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that that was said by the honorable member, because they're touching. But I want to make it clear. When you say restaurants, I'm not food anyway. That's interesting, because we go to, and people think I'm favoring one restaurant over the other. And I like all the restaurants in Bermuda. They, they do a great job. And you can show, it shows by the way I eat, Mr. Speaker. But Mr. Speaker, restaurants, when you go to 95% of the restaurants throughout Bermuda, other than on special occasions like Mother's Day or Father's Day, you order your food. You order off the menu, your dish comes to you, put it down, that's your food. If you touch it, it's not going to be thrown away, it's not going to be given away, because it could have an issue of health for people. That's, that's an exception. On buffet days, Mr. Speaker, it's very clear to me, being within the industry, because the margins are so tight, the restaurants know clearly, the hotels know clearly that they have 100, 150, 200, whatever people come in for lunch. They make sure that they prepare dishes at that time, that if they are leftovers, they can use them for other purposes after the fact if they treat them in the right way. In other words, with hot foods, they cool them down as quick as they can and prepare them for them. Now, I hear the honorable member, Mr. Ferber, say, don't make excuses. I'm not making excuses. I'm telling you the truth. You know, you know, I'll tell you something straight up that you don't like to hear, MP Ferber. Mr. Speaker, I used to run into small dailies, honorable member used to know. Okay? Yeah. And what I'm saying to him is that even if it's just one loaf of bread, it's worth feeding one person. Right. Okay, okay. I agree. I agree. I agree, Mr. Speaker. But in a fair way, Mr. Speaker, I mean, you know, really, all day, he said the instant to every member get up and speak and said nothing. Yes, sir. Mr. Speaker, so I have a question for the honorable member now. You, but he ran that small little deli. Did he throw away food? Yeah. Yes, I don't know. Yes, I did. And we put off his horse. All right, carry on. Carry so, Mr. Speaker, I asked him another question. 